Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Wrestling Podcast. That's wrestling spelled W-R-S-T-L-I-N-G. It's all of the graps, but without the E. But of course, me and G, we're not anti-E. We're simply pro wrestling. My name is Liam. This guy is Gareth. Hey. And hello once again, my friends. Uh, thanks for joining us. I do hope you enjoyed our interview with the wonderful Nightshade last week. That was a good one. I really enjoyed that, G. Yeah, that was a giddy. And we're back two weeks in a row, baby. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> We cracked the code, and this is a really good one. This is a, an interview that you know, on a person that I've been after for a, a while, wanting to do for a while, which is with Cherry Stevens, who's one yeah. of my favorite wrestlers on the Australian scene. You're not supposed to have favorites, but I quite possibly, yeah, here we are. Yeah. yeah, just just from a talk about it on the podcast, but she's a very character driven wrestler, and what we've seen in uh, PWA, which is her home promotion, is like almost a full arc, and it's just so nice and rare to be able to mm. see that. And uh, I guess that's probably why why she stands out to me. But yeah, yeah. this is a good one. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, she comes off as a real deep thinker, somebody that gives a lot of thought to everything she does. Yeah, really. I think I enjoyed this one so much because I can see a lot of like myself in what she talks about, like being an Same. overthinker, yeah. like planning, you know, having to do her research. Uh, it just yeah. really rings true. You know, so many, so many people are just sort of brimming with confidence that they know exactly what they're doing. And you yes. know, it feels like yeah. you've got to really give it some thought each move. Um, and I, yeah. I, I, I like that. 100%. The, uh, the, the slight you know, tone of indecision every now and again is very relatable, you know, because mm. I don't know, maybe there are people that have just completely got things figured out, but yeah, you know, I certainly have met no, them. And, nor I. You know, and I think perhaps some of that is is persona, which is which is fair enough. Mm. But it was it was, it felt like a very human conversation, yeah. and actually made me like her as a wrestler more because you kind of you can transpose this onto what you're seeing and yeah. understand that the cogs are turning. Yeah. And you know, yeah, it's, it's one of those times where it feels like the character really is the person turned up to eleven, or certainly that's the that's how it appears. You know, from from having talked to her. Yeah, I thought it was interesting as well. Just having recently. You know, done the interview with Nightshade where she'd gone a completely different way and created a character that wasn't at all like her. It was mm. something completely different yeah. to, to now talk to Cherry and get the other side of the coin. So it's quite complimentary, the two podcasts. Yeah. It's funny how this happens sometimes. We'll do two back-to-back -back interviews that are really interesting, like juxtaposition or like complement yes. each other, like the Aisha and uh, Dan Reed interviews, I thought really complemented one another. Yeah, they Even did, yeah. though, you know, they, they couldn't be more sort of different, like where, you know, where they're coming from. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Anyway, let's do this. Um, so if you don't know, get ready to know, this is the Wrestling Podcast meets Cherry Stevens. I used to live in Ballarat and I can't believe like um, Starcast is coming there. I'm like, why? Like, why is Starcast coming to Ballarat? <laughs> so I think it's because it's the same that happened with the impact stuff that the New South Wales, actually Ballarat's Victoria, but yeah. I guess it's like the, the state governments have gotten like a grant to bring wrestling over to Australia for That's promotion. Funny. And it's like, did nobody tell them that we have some of the best wrestling here? Although we had a lot of our wrestlers on that impact show mm -hmm. when they did the, the showcase on the last day. Um, and yeah, Ballarat, how did you find Ballarat? Was that, that it's a interesting fun place like to live? Um Yeah, it was it was fine. Like, you know, it got some pretty decent gigs and some decent stand-up comedy uh for things to do. And it's like close enough to Melbourne that like yeah. if I want to go do anything in Melbourne, I could just jump in the car or on the V line. That's a, 
that's a really good combination because you get a bit of the country Aussie life, but yeah. you can still get into the city. And I was just talking about I love Melbourne so much too. Oh, I, I love do. going down there. Yeah. Um, I really miss being able to just like go along to MCW shows at the you know Thornbury Theatre, and there's like a great mm. bar, Carwin Cellars next door, like this great little bar and bottle shop, and yeah, I I really miss it. Yeah. Um. I'm going to be at the MCW show. I'm not on it, but I'll be around hanging backstage on Sunday. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Their extension one. Yeah. Uh, what sort of, how long a trip is that for you? Uh, Sydney to Melbourne flying, it's only about an hour and a half or so. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not far. Fair enough. Far enough, though, I suppose. To... Well, if you think about us getting to any other country, it's like yeah. that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> True. Right. We should. I should introduce and uh, or, or or start off with people listening because we've just been having a nice old nice old chinwag to 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 enter into things. So we welcome Cherry Stevens to the podcast. Cherry, how how would you introduce yourself in your own words? Cherry Stevens. She is a student of professional wrestling. She has her trusty notebook that she writes all of her moves in and uh, consults diligently for her matches. She's very well prepared for her matches. Sometimes it doesn't go to plan, but she's always in planning mode and always as prepared as possible. Do you say that's a reflection of you as a person, that you're very diligent, prepared, <laughs> an overthinker can... perhaps? Yeah, a bit of a perfectionist, yeah. I think, for sure. So this definitely came from a real-life thing mm. where I, I would actually, when I started training, write all of the moves that I was learning because there's so much to it. Yeah, And I didn't know any of the moves because I didn't, watch wrestling before I started training so everything was completely new to me um and then the character just developed from that I, I love that aspect of your journey because obviously we read a few interviews and or listened yeah. to a few interviews of yours to, to prepare for this and the idea of learning back to front like that and you know training before you've watched anything is just that blows my mind it's so different to anything else we've heard when we've spoken to people as well which is great like how was that informed in terms of which what show did you go home and watch for the first time? Do you remember? Yeah, I remember it was the 24-7 Kurt Angle special Amazing. on WWE because I had to go back in the history. I had to learn who the prominent people in professional wrestling have been over the past 20, 30 years. Um, and he was the first one and I watched a few more of those. Um, I was started watching NXT a bit more in when I started wrestling would have been 2017, early 2018. Um, and then moved on to uh, watching some Joshi in Japan. So a little bit of everything. Yeah. Nice. And, and was the interest in Japan there pre-wrestling or is that sort of something that's come as a result of it? Um, it was a very happy coincidence because I studied Japanese at university. So, yeah, I took uh, Japanese as one of my, what would you say in England, like A-levels? yeah oh yeah sure yeah yeah so that was one that I took I took Japanese and German and I actually am a lot better at German than Japanese but I fell in love with Japanese um and I decided I wanted to keep learning it so I ended up doing a degree in international studies where my language was Japanese purely because I could go on exchange in my final year for the oh, last wow. semester I like the way um, you think yeah that's a great show <laughs> what's the end goal so um that was a long time ago but then when I got into wrestling and I discovered the intersection between Japan and wrestling and mm. particularly Japanese wrestling I was like 
oh, this is meant to be. Yeah. So that was really, really cool. What a happy marriage. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Did, so did you go on an exchange as part of your, uh, part of your yeah. course? Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I was about 40 minutes west of Tokyo, but I would travel on the fast train from where I was staying into Tokyo so that I could go get this specific ice cream that I like, got obsessed with. <laughs> what, so you have to tell us what about this ice cream. <laughs> okay, so I'm a bit of a picky eater. And um, it was actually, I don't know if you have it in the UK, but it's called Cold Rock Creamery here. Mm-hmm. And I think they have it in America. So what they do is you choose your ice cream flavor and then they have all these bits and pieces that they like fold into your ice cream. So it's really fancy, you know, like Skittles and, I don't know, gummies and it's stuff It's absolutely like that. bonkers. and so they have the same thing in japan but they call it cold stone creamery i guess Mm. branding whatever so i was like oh yes they've got one of these here but all i would order is just plain old mango like i would never get any extra bits and their whole deal is that you get the extra bits so i had like the script in my head every time i went to order in japanese that it was it was always like mango ice cream just mango just mango just mango just mango and it was like a whole thing um and I would (laughs) I would take it back on the train with me and Japan being Japan they would pack it in this little case with these little ice packs so it wouldn't melt because it was also in the middle of summer so I'd take my whole pint of ice cream back home and I'd (laughs) (laughs) eat it in bed oh that's mind-blowing the little case I love that what a good idea yeah right they have such good ideas that I like that a lot (laughs) We need to step our game up yeah. over here. This yeah. is absolute bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. So on, on the wrestling side, then, just in terms of your origin story, can you just, for people that haven't heard, tell us a bit about how you got involved and, and what initially drew you? Yes, sure. So um, obviously not being a wrestling fan growing up, how I actually got into it was my housemate at the time had started filming for PWA. He's a videographer. And he's been a lifelong wrestling fan. And so he was doing that for maybe about a year or so. And then he wanted to go do a tryout because it, it sounds like everyone who's a wrestling fan wants to see at, at least one point in their life if they can actually wrestle. <laughs> so yeah. we, we, he said, please come with me. I don't want to go by myself. He's a very nervous man. Yeah. And so we went together out, you know, out west in Sydney to this little um, training facility and we just did a couple of little rolls. I took my first few bumps and that was it. It was like love at first sight. So it's really kind of like a reverse engineering <laughs> of mm. the love. Um, unfortunately, my friend didn't make it in because he oh. dislocated his knee on the tryout. Oh, no. no. He has really weak knees. So oh. <laughs> he couldn't continue his wrestling career, but he still films for us today. Good old, good old Nick. So you'll see him in the background of our, our shows filming on the side. <laughs> I feel like he, he should have said, you know, you, you go on without me. That sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. That's It's such an interesting story because, you know, the idea of just pootling on to wrestling and then, you know, you take a bump and it, you know, hurts like all hell. You know, that if you... It really would have to be like a love at first sight thing. So otherwise, what on earth? Well, I think I'm a little bit of a masochist as well, which I think <laughs> a lot of people in wrestling are. So I do love the pain. 
See, I think this is where I struggled because I really don't like the pain. So That's I did it fair. for a That's, while. That's was, probably normal. It's like, when do I, when do we do the promos? Are they yeah. soon? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when are we not in pain? <laughs> yeah. Is there a suit available? This could be Manager. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, it sounds like you enjoy not making things easy for yourself. You know, choosing one of the hardest possible languages to learn, picking up wrestling ass backwards in the best possible sense, you know. Who wants an easy life? Not Cherry Stevens, apparently. This this life found me. Yeah, I just <laughs> roll with it. <laughs> so, what were the when you were training? Were there any bits that were you found particularly easy, or came naturally, or particularly hard? I think generally the the technique, because I've had a little bit of training in some martial arts, mm. so body control and gymnastics a little bit, and generally always been quite sporty. So the athletic side of it was really great for me and learning that I really enjoyed and I'm quite a quick learner. If I'm learning something new, I always say I'm a three times a charm person. So we'll try it once, it'll be terrible twice, and then I'll generally get it on the th- third time. Yeah, um, what... Uh, I found interesting was um, bringing in all of the dramatic elements into the wrestling match Mm. itself. So that's something I'm still working on a lot and I think is such a big part of it and can always be improved. Um, You can get your technique and your moves down perfectly, but if no one cares about those moves through Mm. what story Mm. you're taking, then what's the point? Had you done any performing stuff prior to wrestling, acting Uh, or anything like that? Like, apart from my mom calling me a drama queen most of my childhood. And, yeah, like, doing drama at school, but um, nothing specifically in that mm. realm. Yeah, That's interesting because, you know, the, the character is is so character-based. There's a lot of... There's a, there's a law to Cherry Stevens, as it were. So that's, that's really interesting to hear. And it, I think it really lends itself to making the moves you do really mean something as well. Yeah, yeah. I definitely lean into a bit of myself with it in terms of the awkwardness. Um, really what I did when I came in is that seeing all of the wrestlers from the outset, you know, there seems to be this straight away, even if you're still a rookie or, or, or just training, is like, I'm going to win. I'm going to be the best. This, mm. this, this. And I, I understand that's part of wrestling and promos and yeah. you want to win the match and stuff. Mm. But I'm like, there's no way I'm going to win. I've been training for this long. Can I Can I lean into more of my nervous, awkward side and make that translate somehow into the matches? And and as a person, I am pretty awkward and nervous. So it worked pretty well. Because <laughs> the, the character, it really feels like, has as time has passed, has really grown in confidence. And yes. is that just because you yourself have grown in confidence? I have to say, yes, I think so. And maybe winning the title might have like boosted my confidence a little bit there. <laughs> so I was on the character. I wanted to ask, you know, with you're one of these rare cases where you've got like this whole character arc, but it's really in, you know, one promotion. Like if you go, if you watch PWA, mm-hmm. you track like the Cherry Stevens, you know, basically from the root to the fruit and, you know, you see the character grow. Mm-hmm. When you go to other places, is it ever a consideration as to like, okay, where, at what point in this character's timeline do I, do I start here? Mm-hmm. You know, wh- where do they, which Cherry Stevens do they get? Cause presumably yeah. it would be hard to just start from the top again. And which is a shame because it's just a great, great story. And, you know, it'd be nice to just do it over and over, but yeah, I'd be interested to know what your, your approach is. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, definitely. Cause PWA is my home promotion. I get more exposure there. I can have more character development there that people can follow along with. 
Um, I have gotten some bookings interstate. Um, they're not regular though. So do, I, what I do tend to do in those cases, I'll return back to the base level cherries as an introduction to be invited back. I can probably develop that a bit more, but that's generally what I'll go back to. They'll book, they'll book me in the sense that I'm, this is the character that they're familiar with and this is what they want to put up against whatever opponent they are. So I'll do what they need me to do. That's interesting. So in, in theory, you've kind of got a bit of legroom for you know, for the character, as it were, to keep finding, keep keep growing, and you know, get to the you know, title winning version that we see mm-hmm. in PWA. Yes, to mm. me, it's it's sort of very reminiscent of um, Bailey's original arc in NXT, mm. and so you know, when she got called up, you know, you couldn't because so many people have seen the initial arc. You can't just kind of play it out again, beat for beat. You kind of have to find a another way of getting that sort of same information across to the audience. Yeah. Do you find that to be the case? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's very good. So in terms of you know the year that you've had thus far, you know, big things in PWA as you might expect, but also you know, New Japan Tamashi stuff, which has been coming in. Um NWA, NWA as yeah. well. Yeah. That was and awesome. The- and your debut yeah. in America. Oh yeah. That was fun. That was like wrestling in a parking lot of a pub outside. <laughs> it was raining just before, and we were like, Incredible. are we going to go on? Yeah, that was fun. Good, I loved great. reading your Substack about that as well. The whole journey was brilliant. Oh, thank you. I had to stop that because I got a new job, and my boss signed up for it, and I was like, I don't want her seeing this, but I've got really? some other, yeah, I've got oh, some other ideas brewing around that. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's interesting. You know, anybody that hasn't read that, Go, I will I'll add the link in the show notes. Go back and sort of read yeah. through it because it's such an interesting it's a shame just because you're a talented writer as well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh boss, that's oh I'm, I'm not Don't worry. Curious. Don't worry. There's <laughs> bigger and better things coming. I had the same thing. I started a new job two years ago, and to my dismay, my boss immediately followed my Twitter, which I hadn't given him. <laughs> so and you know, I work in like a sort of quite a dry financial job so I just mm-hmm. I just had to say listen mate it's it's just going to be pro wrestling stuff so if you're mm-hmm. you know and he, he's like okay and he just unfollowed me he's like fair enough okay <laughs> like, oh no we lost a follower <laughs> yeah I know right <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh man okay well that's interesting but yeah so what what can you tell us about the experiences the, the new experiences you've had this year both in Australia and and in the US um I experience wise personally or just in the scene in general bit of both I suppose yeah bit of both yeah um I feel more comfortable when I'm wrestling um I think that I've yeah I think that I've stepped past that point where I am thinking about things too much that I'm not in the moment when I'm there Mm. um and I realize I can only do this for a finite amount of time until my body gives out a spine breaks or something Mm. so that's what I've really been focusing on, particularly the, this year or the second half of this year, and I can feel it and I'm really loving it. Um, PWA just keeps making huge strides. Um, you know, Tamashi has been a really cool thing. To wrestle for New Japan mm. um, is a massive um, thing for me. Like my main goal in wrestling is to go and wrestle on a match in Japan. That's literally all that I want to do. Um so that feels like a really cool first step um, mm-hmm. here that, you know, might lead somewhere there. Um, America was really cool because I went to WrestleMania last year as well, much more of a spectator. That was my first experience at WrestleMania. 
Whereas this year it felt more like, okay, we're going to get out there and we're going to go to show, more shows and see what's happening around here. And then we got booked on that show. And so that was really cool experience. So actually this year has been full of things now that you're making me think about it. I'm going to have to do like a year in review blog or something. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, it's definitely been a banger year. It's funny because I know it's not the most reliable resource, but if you just look on your cage match, you can kind of see that from 2019. You've just got, you know, PWA. If you look at the career and you look at 2023 and there's you know, the, the line just stretches out in terms of all the different promotions you wrestle yeah. for and all that sort yeah. of stuff. So. And just getting so many more reps in as well, like you're actually getting yeah. to get out there and wrestle as well. Like that must really help with the confidence thing as well, just because, you know. Exactly. That'll help with the comfortability getting the reps for sure. Yeah. It was. I was so pleased to see um, Jack Bonza got the World Tag League call as well because yeah. I guess that's the first. He so kind of... deserves it. He so deserves it. Yeah. So happy to see him there. And now there's a pathway. You know, it's the the Tamashi guys. There, there is a route into Japan, presumably, which is is very exciting indeed. Very. Where? So where's the top of the list then? If you wanted to mm. wrestle in Japan, stardom. Yeah. Nice. Nice. For sure. Stardom. I would love to wrestle Julia. I would love to wrestle um, Shuri. There's amazing. Two. But, oh, wow. Or anyone in the roster. Give me it. <laughs> <laughs> Those are just like two of the absolute top women's wrestlers in. Well, I know, which is why I'm like, <gasps> two of the top wrestlers in the world. Full stop. You know, I, yeah. I, yeah, that's yeah. not like pigeonhole. That you know, like just genuinely two of the absolute best to do it oh, right now. God. And that's the masochistic thing as well, isn't it? Because, you know, <laughs> wanting yeah. to sign up to wrestle either of those two, that's... you know, yeah. Japan in general, yeah. But, <laughs> and, and seeing more of that crossover in the American scene as well with AEW and New Japan Strong and all of mm. those, um, it just seems to be getting more interconnected and, mm. um, yeah, better opportunities across the board. And is there an interest in living that proper dojo lifestyle as well? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because I guess in a way you could sort of organically reboot the character in that regard, and you mm-hmm. know you have the the dojo side, the, the battle, yeah. the kanji really and stuff. really good idea. Okay, I'm, still, I'm feeling <laughs> that. Please, it's yours. It's absolutely yours. <laughs> but you know, you could see it happen. That would be really cool as well. As as well as stardom, though, like I just think the character would work so well. I don't know if you've ever watched Choco Pro. Yes. Oh. It would just be such a natural fit for Choco Pro. I think it would just be absolutely yeah. wonderful. So, you know, if Stardom don't come call in, you know, I think we're, we're going to have to put a word in with uh, well, our pal Balianaki. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, that character would work so well there. It'd be absolutely brilliant. So let's pause and we're going to bash out the silly questions because we, okay. we've, we've already gone a little while um, just talking about wrestling, which is, you know... Unusual for us. So... And it is unusual for us, yeah. So uh, a few silly questions just about you more personally. So yeah. for pizza, what's your topping of choice? Oh, no. <laughs> Anchovies. That's, that's Anchovies. a first. Wow, wow. That is a first. Yeah. Margarita I think, and anchovies. I think oh, that's, that's far more controversial now than I think <laughs> pineapple. Pineapple? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, truly. We, get, we get so many oh, people pineapple. come back with pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. that's a fruit yeah that's you'd be surprised how often it comes up it's bizarre 
<laughs> it's an Aussie thing too, pineapple on stuff. Yeah. Like our Aussie burger is, uh, is it pineapple? Oh, and beetroot. People yeah. put like beetroot on there. Yeah, be- beetroot is huge in Australia for some reason. Really? Don't know why. Beetroot? Yeah. Don't know oh, why. wow. Um, okay. And also egg on pizza in Australia is a is a good one. Oh, I haven't come yeah. across that one yet. I can't countenance that, I'm afraid. No, that's, yeah. that's strong. Okay. Outside of uh, outside of wrestling, do you have any hobbies or other interests? I mean, we've spoken about the the language in Japan, but anything else that you uh, particularly enjoy to relax? Yeah, to relax, I love to read. <laughs> Hence, <laughs> the, you know, the whole reading at books are type thing on, on Twitter. It, it's real avid reader. Yeah. Um, and I am trying to learn how to crochet, but I haven't even done one oh, well. square yet. Mm. I want to make a little mushroom bucket hat. Um, I was really intent on getting it done in like a day for something. And then when I sat there for like three hours and couldn't even get the one little circle thing, I was like, oh, okay, maybe expectations were too high. I feel like the thing with crochet to remember is they can't create a crochet machine. Like it's too complex. So don't, no. beat, your- don't beat yourself up for uh, not getting it immediately. That's okay. That's why, that's why grannies are invaluable. Yeah. They teach Absolutely. you crochet um so I like crafty things for sure I love to write as well um yeah anything with words really Mm. what Mm. kind of books are you into um quite a range you might see them behind me here at the moment I'm reading a lot of non-fiction stuff about um spirituality actually and creativity Mm. I have a very good book that I've started reading that I got from a podcast I was listening to called the Huberman Lab um and they had Rick Rubin on it and Rick Rubin is one of the really famous music producers and he wrote a book called The Creative Act, A Way of Being and so it's talking about how every human has creativity within them and how do you kind of germinate ideas and make them into realities so that's kind of what I'm I'm across a couple of different books at the moment but that's a really good one interesting that sounds really good I imagine you've already come across the artist's way the artist wait who wrote who wrote this i one? can't remember but that's like another very famous one for kind of creativity and it sounds familiar but i haven't read it so i'll put it on my list i have a long list it's the one that gets you doing morning pages you're supposed to first thing you're supposed to do in the morning is get up and just write without thinking about it yeah oh, wow. yeah right and not worrying i think that's the thing when you're doing anything creative is you're like again coming back to the perfectionist thing is it has to be perfect at this point but all it mm. is is now i realize actually there's no bad ideas. I, I always say if I have an idea with wrestling because I'm coming at it from not so much anymore, but when I started coming from an outside perspective, yeah. it would either be like um, that's not going to work with mm. wrestling at all or, yes, it might work and it's a different sure. it's a different look at things. So it's a bit mm. outside the box. Um, and so I always start with like this might be a really dumb idea, mm. but and then even if that's not the idea we pick up on, something comes from that that then turns into yeah. something really good. So that's a pretty invaluable perspective because you know most people that are you know involved in wrestling or what watch it have done so for a long time. You know, so I guess the ideas kind of exist within that sphere, and you know you're limited uh, by that. Yeah, yeah, you've got you've got all of that kind of pretext i suppose i watch AEW with a guy that has had never watched any wrestling before he just happened Mm -hmm. to be at my house on the first episode and hearing his views on it just blow my mind because i'm like oh okay didn't think of that okay interesting yeah the stuff that lands is so so intriguing and also it's radically different to what everybody says whatever the casual fan is 
whatever he you know I kind of he's my casual fan so I'm like okay what did you think of this and you know yeah oh I love it I love Lucha Libre it's great you know so yeah yeah we have to keep that in mind when we're trying to get new audiences and you know for PWA especially it's like we we want to showcase what we know but we also want to make sure that they um exactly like that Mm. have that outside perspective that we can draw on and make it more accessible for everyone yeah absolutely and then what are your go-to snacks if you're going to like a convenience store, be it sort of in Australia or in Japan? Like, let's get to either either option. Um, convenience store snacks. I don't know if you guys know this, but we have these things called red frogs in Australia, and they're just they're literally just little like gummy frogs. Um, oh right. But they're a classic, and you used to be able to get them from the news a- news agents convenience store for like five cents. And they're up to like 30 cents a frog now. So okay. I'm not, in, I'm not okay. indulging in those so much anymore. Um, in Japan, I really like going to the bakeries because they have some really good baked goods. So like their breads and their mm. like uh, pastries and stuff. I know that's not Japanese, but they do it really well. It's good for breakfast. They don't really have a breakfast culture like we have in Australia and probably in the UK as well, where you have your like greasy spoon breakfast, <laughs> which I love. I love. My dad's English, by the way. So I lived in England oh, for like he? a year, but he's from Wigan and I had to live in Wigan. So it was like the worst time of my life. Um, <laughs> um, so we extend our deeper sympathies. Oh, that's that's exactly what everyone always says. It's like the reaction is always like, ah, oh, it's okay, I got out of it. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, yeah. So uh, Japan doesn't have much of a breakfast culture, and so a lot of uh, you know workers will just grab and go from like a bakery on their way to work, um, and they're delish. Mm, I am. Um, I had a go at making melon pan a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. yum. Mm. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, this is delicious. I need, I can't wait to have the real thing. Yeah, it's so good. We have a tiny little Japanese bakery up the road here and they do great melon pan. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. it's good. That's awesome. And then mm-hmm. when you were over there, were you big on karaoke at all? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love karaoke and it's, it's, it's the thing with doing karaoke in Australia and it might be the same over there is like people think that you have to be good at singing to go to karaoke and they're all embarrassed and they don't want to sing no like it's all about I used to go to karaoke on my lunch breaks at university for an hour oh nice it's like it's like an emotional release like if you're feeling a certain way you know if you've got unrequited love or like really sad about something you just blast out some evanescence and feel so much better so i love karaoke amazing well, what's your go-to how do you how do you set it up um oh i i do have a lot of go-to songs but um my final song that i always sing and you might not know it is a demi lovato song and it goes really really high and so we have to put that song at the end because if we sing that at the start, our vocal cords would be fried. So we we'll save it till soon. the end. <laughs> um, but it's not good. It's never good. And we're just like, <sighs> um, so that's that's my ending song. <laughs> What's the song called? Oh, no. See, I was trying to avoid that because I can't remember it now. That <laughs> oh, I'm okay. Saying. All right. I just but... asked because because we we have a, a a playlist that we put together. We, we always put people's go-to karaoke songs on the playlist. Oh. I'll send it to you. I'll, okay. I'll probably remember yeah. it. Right. Yeah. I'll send it to so you. When you remember, let us know. 
it's the most diverse playlist in the world that's a really good idea it's got the japanese national anthem on there (laughs) (laughs) who was that again i can't remember remember. (laughs) a bit of a mood killer yeah yeah yeah. I don't know if that was at the start, perhaps. Yeah, very strange. But there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's a diverse oh, okay. lineup on <laughs> Right. So back to is that those are all the silly questions, yeah. aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but back to the wrestling then. So we don't wish to bring up something something very negative, but obviously the solar PWA belt went elsewhere earlier this year. Mm. Boo on social Jordan. Um what's the from from a character perspective, where do you think Cherry Stevens stands? Sort of as we as we end twenty twenty three. Well, it hasn't been a good run. The end of twenty twenty three to lose the belt in that way, and it was in a very shady way, and should probably get called out. But now that Unsocial Jordan is essentially on the sidelines, you know, after his match with Tuck Man, um, and now Tuck's been calling out Robbie, and that whole thing is going on. I had Coliseum. I got destroyed in the first round. I felt really confident going into it. Um, I don't really know what's what's in for me next year. I, maybe I have to change di- direction. I I I'm gonna see what's what's gonna happen and and kind of see where the paths take me. But something's not really working for me right now. Clearly. Mm. Interesting. The, just talking on the Coliseum match, you know, Matt, Matt Bass is a he's a big dude. Um, what's your? Do you have a, a preference in terms of your your type of opponent or style? Because I can imagine like somebody like that would be quite fun in a way to bounce off of, or you know, <laughs> oh. be, be literally, literally and figuratively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I welcome any and all opponents because the more well-rounded I am in my experience as a wrestler will benefit me more so there's no way that I would want to ever preference one sort of opponent and get put in front of someone else and have no idea how to deal with it so anyone and everyone nice and outside of PWA what's the what's the outlook for 2024 do you have any particular goals you've got earmarked already or you know anything that you'd like to have done if we were to chat to you this time next year I do I have Japan earmarked for next year and it's not that I have anything like um find up but I I have that on my calendar I want to go there for a month I've been dreaming to do language school there for ages I know I did my exchange but I really want to go back and take a month off work spend half the day you know continuing to study the language because it's very hard to keep it up when you're not in the country or having anyone to really talk to Um, and so that's going to fulfill one of my dreams from since I was a teenager but I'm also hoping that being in Japan physically is going to make opportunities hopefully more available yeah. to me. So that's really my focus for next year at some point. It's it's a definite, but mm-hmm. when? Mm-hmm. Still to be determined. Sure. Because, yeah. you know, we, we've spoken to people as well that have literally yeah. just bet on themselves and just flown themselves out to Japan and just made it happen. So, you know, it can it can work like that. You know, yeah, if, yeah. Pe- if people aren't calling you, it's time to go knock on some doors and just be like, I'm here, I've got my gear. Not everything's going to come right up to your doorstep, for sure, yeah. And outside of Japan, is there anywhere else you'd be particularly interested in wrestling? Obviously, it's, it's a, a much bigger endeavour for wrestlers in Australia because you are so yeah. much further away, but... Is there anywhere else on the bucket list? The UK is definitely another one I'd like to come to. Um, it's helpful great. that I have a passport so yeah, I can just, you know, stay in work. Um, but definitely, you know, we've had a lot of Aussies 
go over there and see a lot of success, like Charlie Evans, um, Aussie Open. Mm. Um, I'm familiar with the place. I really love England, the UK. I'd love to travel around more. It seems like a great scene. So that would definitely be another place I'd be interested in going to. Here's hoping. That would be fantastic. Just like, I think the key difference is just, is that everything's so close together here. You can like work Mm. a show almost every single night and, you know, drive to the next show. Whereas for you guys, it's interstate or nothing almost. A one and a half hour flight that costs (laughs) so much now. Yeah. I think the UK is just really great for Australians just because you can get so many reps in you can just you can be working you know four or five nights a week potentially Mm. um you know I think that because I remember seeing like Aussie Open on like I think one of their first shows here before they even started tagging together and just how how quickly they evolved and got better and all the pieces sort of seemed to fall into place um you know when I saw them six months later even you know it's just a huge huge it's night and day um you know, yeah, so, so it's the right place, right place for them to thrive. Mm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, just on the Aussie scene, because you know we we talk about it a lot. I've written about it this year. You know, I I think it's it's probably the best indie scene in in the world, in my opinion, in terms of like agreed quality and yeah, you know, and like for if you had to put PWA and MCW watch those shows, um, those two promotions in particular, the production is. It's not even, it's not, it's not a competition, even with like the GCWs of the world, the big US Indies, I don't think it's even remotely close. So there's something quite special there. Um, Yeah, we, we are disgustingly blessed with the amount of talented people that we have behind the scenes at PWA and our production and our videographers. And it's Mm. not a lot of people running that, that level of production that you're seeing is not a lot of people who are driving that there's a lot of help, but it's Mm. not like we have a massive team that's getting paid for that. Um, right. And that's because we believe in the product and we want to we yeah. want to make ourselves look the best. And so we put that out there. And there, there just seems to be sort of a kind of cooperation amongst the sort of bigger companies there. you want to lift each other up and lift the Australian scene up more generally, where, rather yeah. than trying to sort of compete, um, yes. you know, which I think really, really helps sort of boost the, the overall thing. Mm. Yeah. And I think that comes down to the the promotion level as well that's something that we really promote within pwa is that we're all in this together and while while we might have our own dreams what we want to achieve when we're here we're always trying to lift each other up and always trying to help each other and then that's extending to the other promotions and then hopefully we get some more eyes on us um and we can make some more money from this (laughs) yeah no we'll we'll bang the drum as loudly as we can because people should be watching this it's great does it does it feel special like on the ground do you get a sense yes. that things are you know yes and I I think the people that are attending these shows now and especially post-COVID who've supported us like there is that feeling and I see that in people you know <clears throat> tweeting or writing reviews that it's it's really heating up and they're almost at this like entry level and I and I think when it blows up it's gonna mm. it's gonna be big yeah, yeah it, it really I think probably the reason why I got hooked on it because I like Gareth introduced us to MCW because obviously he used to go live. But I think I probably got hooked on PWA during the pandemic because at the time you couldn't go to indie shows over here. But over there, there was, you know, when I started watching, there were still live crowds. And it felt a lot like the boom period that we'd had just prior. You know, there was that yeah. sort of punk rock kind of vibe to it or have you. So that's interesting to hear that it feels that way. Long may it continue. Fingers crossed. Mm. 
Um, right, we should wrap up because you've been very, very generous with your time. Um, we really do appreciate it. Um, before you go, is there anything um, that you'd like to plug or, or anything like that? Oh, plugging. Um, oh, no. Um, uh, I don't know when our next live stream show is. I don't think we've announced it, so I can't plug. Um, but please just tune in to PWA in 2024. It's going to be an amazing year. You have no idea what's in store for you, um, and you won't regret it. Awesome. I noticed she had a new t-shirt out. Is that available internationally? Oh, my t-shirt. Yeah, I don't sell it on any platforms, but anyone can just DM me on Twitter and I'm happy to send it. Amazing. <laughs> Game on. Sorted. All right, Cherry Stevens, thank you so much for your time and really looking forward to seeing what you do next year. Thank you so much, guys. And that was the wonderful Cherry Stevens. How about that? Yeah, that one did not disappoint. It's weird, isn't it? Sometimes you're the ones that you're... Like you look forward to all the interviews, but with uh, with the wrestlers that you you know you particularly like on a personal level, you you know it's quite a nervy thing almost. Yeah. You want the po- podcast and interviews are like a weirdly tense moment, aren't they? Because you know you have to you have to be present and you know sort of available for you know follow ups and to you know to see which way the conversation is going. But at the same point you need to be thinking a couple of moves ahead because, you know, there is a sort of structure to it. And, you know, and and ultimately you just want to have a good conversation. And, you know, and fortunately, I think we we, we absolutely got there. Then I really, really enjoyed that one. I I think the thing we both always aim for is we want the person that we're speaking to to not be bored because so many interviews are just kind of by rote at this point. You know, you kind of know exactly what they want to say. I just love it when we kind of throw something out and it really like, takes takes them aback and they have to really sort of think about the answers and i felt like might just be me imagining this but it did feel like there was a lot of times where cherry did have a good think about the the answers and i think that goes to show you know like i said at the uh start of the show that i think she's quite a sort of deep thinker and yeah i think that sort of shows in in how she chooses her words and you know what she chooses to talk about yeah, 100%. I could agree more. There we go. Thoroughly enjoyed that one. I hope you guys did too. Let us know what you thought. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram. We're at WrestlingPod. That's wrestling without the E. Or you can send us an email with your feedback. It's WrestlingPod at gmail.com. WrestlingPod.com. Again, Wrestling Without the E. That is the place where you can find all the links for podcast platforms where you can leave a rating or a review. We'd be very grateful if you would do so or consider doing so. That would really, really help us secure more interviews like this one and also you can find my twitter and gareth's twitter if you want to come hang out with us on a personal basis yeah absolutely do give us a a follow we love interacting with you guys and help keep the lights on here at wrestling pod towers you know we do have a patreon and a ko-fi where you can donate to the pod so patreon.com forward slash the wrestling podcast is our patreon uh with membership starting at three pounds and up and include such things as getting shout outs on the pod access to our discord early access to interviews you know and so on and so forth that you know that going all the way up to being able to curate the episode yourself so do have a little look see if any of those jump out at you you know we'd love to have you on boards and then if you want to give without the expectation of any kind of reward there's kofi 
which is ko-fi.com forward slash wrestling pod, where you can give like a one-time or monthly recurring donation. Um, and again, that just goes to sort of paying towards translation services to uh, streaming services so we can keep up on the, the latest wrestling, all that good stuff. You know, we'd love to have you on board and we do appreciate, you know, every last penny that you just decide to chuck our way. Yeah, absolutely. And I should say as well, you know, with the donations that we have received and they're very very gratefully received thus far they've almost exclusively gone on interviews yeah for the most part translation so that's what your money's going towards if you want to see more of those or hear more of those as the case may be then we'd be uh, really grateful for your contribution anyway that's it we're wrapped i uh, hope you enjoyed this one we'll see you again next week for some more wrestling chatter but in the meantime stay happy stay safe and enjoy the grabs. Mm-hmm.